Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. Today we're going to be talking about Sign of the Times from Sign of the Times. Recorded on the 15th of July 1986, just nine days after Under the Cherry Moon opened uh, at Sunset Sound. Prince was still preparing for Paisley Park to be opened. Uh, I think construction had finished, but it wouldn't be open until um, later in 1986. It was released on February 18th, 1987 as the lead single from the album, about a month or six weeks before the album came out. On the track it is Prince and the Fairlight CMI 3 sampler. Um, this is the first time Prince used a sampler and he constructed the song um, from samples uh, of the drums and he recorded the bass line and sampled that as well and then he played that. Um, the only kind of instrument that's live on here is the, is the guitar. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 42 on the single edit and 4.57 on the album version. The B-side was a song called La 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 He He He, um, which apparently Prince recorded on a dare, uh, that he could make a song that had that album, that, that single, uh, you know, could record a song with that kind of title. Um, now, before Sign of the Times was released, Prince had wanted to do uh, an album called The Dream Factory, um, and that would be a double album and there would be a single album called Camille, which would be uh, eight tracks of Prince recorded with his voice slightly higher pitched than it normally is. Um, and Warner Brothers rejected the idea of Prince releasing two separate albums uh, and they rejected the idea of, you know, one of those being a double album. So Prince came back to them with the idea that he would record a triple album called Crystal Ball. Uh, not including any of the Camille tracks, but including even more songs that he already had recorded, uh, including Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times was in both The Dream Factory and Crystal Ball. Um, once again, Warner Brothers, they said, well, you can't have a triple album, but we'll settle for the double. Uh, so Prince reordered the tracks. Uh, he lost Dream Factory and a couple of other songs. And then Sign of the Times was the opening track, and he decided that is what he would call the album. Uh, the cover of the album is a stage setup with a set of drums. Uh, there's flowers on one side. There's a number of um, um, signs for uh, various kind of businesses um, in the in the background. And Prince is in the corner, kind of walking away as his guitar is on the ground. His uh, his peach cloud guitar. Um, so it's kind of like Prince has finished a concert and he's just walking off. Um, as part of the promotion for this, Prince recorded. Um, a live uh, film and most of the songs from this album are on that uh, and you know that was released in the US because Prince didn't tour Sign of the Times in the US he just toured it in Europe um, and used the concert film as an excuse to not tour um, in America uh, the next tour that he did was a lot more elaborate than the Sign of the Times tour the Sign of the Times tour was fairly simple it was the setup that you see from the album cover um, and you know kind of very straightforward um, so joining me to talk about this opening track is Jean Weber. Hello, Jean. Hello, Chris. Uh, I mean, uh, hello. How are you? Sorry. Because <laughs> I was thinking about Camille being uh, Prince Chris Gaines to his Garth Brooks. Do you remember? I guess, yeah. Kind of a, yeah. his alter ego, yeah? And that didn't fly. No, I think the thing is as well, Prince wanted to release Camille and he wanted to do it with like no promotion. He just wanted it to be like an anonymous album. Okay. Um, and Warner Brothers just weren't happy with that idea. <laughs> they, you know, they over the 80s, they released a lot of, so, you know, kind of side projects that Prince had done, you know, starting with The Time and Vanity Six, Apollonia Six, 
Some of them were really good too, actually. Yeah, yeah, The Family was, you know, a pretty good project. At this time, he also had Madhouse that he did with Eric Leeds. You know, so there's a lot of kind of like side projects. I will cover those. And I should say as well, Sign of the Times is on the hits one. Uh, as well as uh, a sign of the times, of Wonderful. course. As for the genre of the song, to me, it, it feels like a very kind of simple. I would say I'm, I'm going to say dance song, but I don't know that you can dance to this. It's it's a, a very hard to uh, qu- uh, qualify once again with Prince, but uh, for me, it's like it's rock and roll basically, you know, especially with that guitar. Yeah, I mean, I I think the thing is because it's because it's all on the sampler because it's the. You know the kind of um, the most of the track is just the, is the drum basically. Yeah, I didn't know you. Uh, you know, it was the first time you was using uh, the, the machine. You you were saying the, the sampler, yeah. Yeah, a very a very expensive sampler as well. Cost about fifty thousand dollars at the time. Wow. Um, so it it basically it was like a um, it was like a, it, you had a keyboard. You had like not eighty eight keys, but I think you had like fifty something keys. Okay. And what you would do is you would you would sample something that would be kept on a tape. And then when you played the keys, they would play that sample back. Um, so if you were doing a drum beat, you would have you would assign the, the different drums to each of the keys, and then you would play the drum beat on the keys, and that's how that's how it worked. That's so cool. that kind of very distinctive snare, right? Um, you know, that comes in as Prince starts to sing. That's just a sample of a snare that Prince is just hitting. Yes. Um, and then the the same with the kind of you know the the. the you know the hi hats and the and the the bass drum. Those it are all... gives it a very particular uh, sound. That's uh, yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah. Very, very unique. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is the thing is for this album and and the next few albums, um, Prince is still using live music. You know, there is still live. You know that he still has a band, but he doesn't right. use them as much as he did on the previous three albums. So there's a lot of Prince. Yeah, but he has a way to use machine that it doesn't feel cold. It always feel warm. And, no, uh, yeah, no. I'd say that like this doesn't this doesn't feel like you know like a lot of songs, particularly at the time, that kind of relied on um, you know kind of artificial sounds. They did sound very yeah, cold. and sound very dated. You know where where this one is still very. Uh, new and fresh every time you hear it and of course the video for it is it's just the lyrics it's it's kind of like this, it's it, yeah it, it's like a it's like a lyric video uh, those apparently are very popular these Darren, days Darren I, I know you're a, a saxophone player are you also a singer no i can't carry it you oh, okay no. i thought i thought you were a singer because uh, no. this beautiful voice of yours <laughs> <laughs> no uh, but yeah so, so like the video itself it has the words kind of popping on the screen kind of going around and around and kind of the, when the, when it gets to the chorus where it's just the word time repeated a couple of times, uh, it kind of just right. goes slowly across the screen while the words kind of sp- kind of appear very quickly and disappear. So we start off with the you know the oh yeah, which is just as the bass and the kind of snare kind of come into the song, and Prince yes. opens of course with you know probably one of his greatest kind of opening lines, uh, which is in France the skinny man died of a big disease with a little name. With a little name, yes, and, yeah, it was amazing, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and what's once again, is a more political or is a statement that he, he did throughout his career. He says, by chance, his girlfriend came across a needle and soon she did the same. Um, you know, at the time, kind of like, um, you know, HIV AIDS, the kind of the education on it wasn't the best. So the fact that Prince is kind of at least aware that you could get this this from sharing needles. I, th- I mean, right. I, it shows a certain level of awareness that I think a number of Americans in 1987 or even 1986 probably didn't right, have. Right. Um, so... You know, so it's it shows that even though he he's kind of gradually retreating into this bubble, he still is at least keeping himself kind of uh, relatively informed. 
And he's still in touch with the world. Where I feel like his uh, later works felt like he was uh, losing touch a little bit with the world. I mean, I would agree with that. I think there are, but then again, that's I think that's true with a lot of kind of like um, you know famous musicians, you know various rock stars and stuff. At, true. A, at a certain Very point, true. their their only material is their own life, and and sometimes that just becomes about you know how terrible it is to be famous and <laughs> and i think people have very yeah, little yeah. sympathy for that kind of thing it's true it's true yeah um and so of course the next the next line again also i mean every every line in this song is brilliant but i just like the at home they're 17 year old boys and their idea of fun is being in a gang call the disciples high on crack toting a machine gun and you know the the kind of as he says machine gun we get the kind of the snare hits which kind of almost imitate like a, a gunshot sound um, you know, yes. just at, at just at the right moment, and and obviously the chorus is just the word time, <laughs> repeated a couple of times. Yes, you know, and in the video, the the words kind of pop up very quickly and kind of disappear very quickly. But when you're listening to the song, uh, it doesn't feel like stuff is kind of going away quickly, as it were. Like the lines are so memorable. But he probably maybe he chose to do a music video like that because he wanted to disappear bef- behind the message and the word and didn't want to showcase his dancing or his presence. I, I don't I don't think that there's there's a way to to kind of stage this in a music video with Prince in it that would have right, have right. have the same kind of impact as just seeing mm. the words. Also I want to add that the, the disciples sounds like a gang out of a Walter Hill movie, The Warriors. <laughs> it does a little bit. I was going to say, I, as much as Prince is kind of keeping up to date with various things, I don't think he really knew the names of kind of gangs. No, and I don't exactly. think gangs were that common in uh, in in no, the Twin Cities. Like, so he saw it in Escape from New York or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, when we get to the second verse, you know, we get Hurricane Annie ripped the scene off the church and killed everyone inside. And at that point, we get a little bit of the guitar. Uh, and it is i mean yes. it's beautiful guitar i, I mean this like amazing it's like a, i mean the hendrix hendrixian in its beauty and grandeur oh just and, and so perfect you know um and then when he says you turn on the telly and every other story is telling you somebody died and we get a little bit of the um the kind of keyboard sound i don't i mean it it's, it doesn't sound like a keyboard but it's kind of like a like a chime noise uh, I'm sure you're familiar yeah. with what I'm talking about if you've heard Ab- the song. Absolutely, you know, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it paints a picture with the music and it's like, it's poetry. Yeah. Totally. It's like rock and roll poetry. And then, of course, he says, Sister killed the baby because she couldn't afford to feed it and we're sending people to the moon. In September, my cousin tried reefer for the very first time and now he's doing horse. It's June. It's June, yeah. It's, it might be his best written song, one of his best written songs, actually. Well, I mean... In terms of just the lyrics. I don't know how people, how quickly people go from doing marijuana to doing heroin. So, I mean, Well, I'll tell you from my own experience. Uh, it lasted... Uh, in June, I was addicted to heroin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think as no, well... No, but once again, he might not be really in touch, but he's, he's trying at least to, to uh, put out a message, you know, and talk about uh, and, and, real life. And also, of course, you know, um, when he's talking about someone... Cotton, can't feed to you know can't afford to feed their kid but we're sending people to the moon i mean i don't think that the funding in nasa is really kind of something that is taking money away from like um you know no he's he's mixing everything you know between the hurricanes and everything he's mixing up everything a little bit you know but at least he's trying to say something Uh, and then of course probably my favorite part of the song when he goes is it silly no when a rocket ship explodes and everybody still wants to fly um and the way he sings fly Kind of like descending. when that rocket ship exploded in the eighties, I think there was an echo of the real life tragedy. I think Challenger was merely a few weeks yes. before he recorded this song, so wow. um, yeah, wow. you know, obviously still in the news, and and even by the time this came out, like you know, the following 
you know, the following February, still something that, you know, obviously people were very kind of conscious of. Absolutely. No, I completely remember. Yeah. And then, you know, um, <laughs> some say men ain't happy unless a man truly dies. Oh, why? Time. You know, we get kind of more of the guitar here and um, and there's like a sample, which is kind of uh, playing underneath as well, which is, I don't know how to describe it. It's like something saying chun, like that kind of noise, kind of chun, chun, yes, chun yes. underneath. Yes. Um, so he's kind of really layering the song. You know, we started out with literally just the drums. And then as yes. each part comes in, he's, he's you know, he's gradually layering the song so we get more and more instruments. Absolutely. And those layers complete each other beautifully. It's like a tapestry. Yeah. We get it kind of the middle eight where Prince says, Baby make a speech, Star Wars flame, neighbors just shine it on. But if the night falls and a bomb falls, when anyone see the dawn? And of course, you know, the guitar under that is great as well. Um, and then, yes. you know, we get times again. <laughs> um, and then we return to the, you know, is it silly no when a rocket blows and everybody still wants to fly? Um, and at the very end, Prince says, sign of the times, mess with your mind, hurry before it's too late. Let's fall in love, get married, have a baby. We'll call him Nate. And then that nice little pregnant pause before he goes, if it's a boy. Um, <laughs> it's just a kind of like, this is a very serious song in terms of like some of the stuff that it's talking about. So it's nice to just have that kind of last little kind of throwaway to yes. give it a little bit of kind of humor and kind of leaven it up a little le- bit. Le- levity, yeah. Yeah. The, the kind of, for the live version that's on the... Um, the Sign of the Times concert film, uh, Prince has his entire band all coming out playing drums. Uh, they all have like yes. the marching band drums strapped around their their kind of their waist, and they play at a rhythm, and then they hit the sticks together. And Sheila Ree is clearly you know the one that they're all following because she she does it first. The band and, leader, yeah. Yeah, and they they kind of follow what she's doing, um, and I think it kind of really you know the live version kind of really enhances what the song. Um, you know, is about and kind of, yes. you know, really kind of Absolutely. drives it home. Prince is kind of making this kind of commentary. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, the music in the song is so kind of beautiful. And some some of some of these songs, when they translated live, you know, they lost a little bit of their edge because of all the horns and became more of Broadway-ish. But this one always was rock and roll uh, on stage and kept yeah. it. It's um, cachet, you know. And, you know, the single itself was, yeah, it was, I mean, I would say reasonably successful. Um, you know, it, it got to number three in the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it got to number ten over here. I remember back in the day in France, they were playing it a lot in the in the nightclubs. Actually, Prince was huge. Every every time he had a song, it was nonstop in the clubs. I mean, it charted reasonably well around Europe. You know, got to number twenty in Austria and eight in Belgium. Uh, I don't know what the Germans had against this. Only number thirty-five in Germany. Um, it got to number four in New Zealand oh. and uh, you know eleven in Switzerland. Um, though it got to number one in the U.S. Um, R&B hip hop Billboard chart, uh, which I think was like the fifth time cool. or something that Prince had had a number one in that chart, um, you know, and it was only at number wow. three because there were kind of two other really big songs of the year that were kind of stopping it from um, getting any further up. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't down to kind of people not liking the song that it didn't get to number one. It was just there were, there were a lot of other songs that were kind of stuck at number one and two. Um, and kind of it couldn't get any further right. than that. And of course, the artwork um, it has a it has someone posing with a a heart shape over their face uh, on a white background, and it says Prince Sign of the Times in the and the kind of ragged Sign of the Times font. And this person has one leg pointing forwards and one to the side, and is wearing a skirt and a and a, a peach top, and they have gloves. And for a while, there was uh, some speculation that that might be Prince. Uh, on the front cover there 
but obviously, <laughs> well, yes, as, as Camille maybe. But it's uh, it's it, it's obviously Cat. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I remember being younger and hearing the kind of speculation that there might be Prince. That's funny. Yeah. There was always a lot of mystery, which was cool. Part of the, the fun, yeah. It's interesting as well because this song was recorded on a Sunday. And uh, Susanna, Prince's girlfriend at the time, you know, she she was interviewed, you know, a, a few years later. And she said that, you know, Prince always wrote his most kind of introspective songs and thoughtful songs on a Sunday. And, uh, and she felt that this fit. You know, it's interesting that a number of his kind of more creative, kind of um, thoughtful songs were done on Sundays, and this is one of them. Possibly one of the best, I mean, I don't know, you'd have to say between this and um, Let's Go Crazy, uh, in terms of like an opening track. Like, right. I don't know, I don't know how you feel. Do you think this is probably one of the best opening tracks for a Prince album? Oh, yes, I would say so. For me, it's, uh, I mean, um, probably maybe one of my favorite uh, Prince song period, you know? But definitely up yeah. there as, a, as an opener, yeah, amazing. And, you know, kind of interesting because, you know, the next few songs are, let's say, slightly less serious. <laughs> I mean, you know, Play in the Sunshine, Housequake, you know. Well, it's, it's, it's such a smorgasbord of uh, amazing songs. I mean, he goes, uh, he visits every uh, genre almost. It's amazing. This, this album is a fireworks, you know. So if you're listening to this song, you probably think, oh, well, the rest of the album is going to be super serious or something. But right. it, it's 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 not this kind of is a, a bit of an outlier in terms of the overall tone i think because you know prince had had these two other projects kind of that he abandoned and then kind of turned into sign of the times right this it feels like things are kind of you know you feel like some of the songs would be better placed on a different album right but it still it still feel uh, it still feel coherent i mean it still feels like a you know how some double album feel like they're all fillers and there's only like what two or three songs yeah that are good. That's not the case there at all. This is, I mean, out of the sixteen songs, there's at least fifteen that I think are yes. some of my favorite. Prince exactly. Songs. So it's a treasure, you for, know, for the fans. Uh, yeah. And people will have to keep listening to figure out which which song I don't really like on this album <laughs> uh, out of the sixteen. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously a clear five out of five. I don't think I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Absolutely. I mean, so far I've always given five, but I almost want to give a five and a half for this one or six because it's such an <laughs> exceptional song. <laughs> but five, yeah. yeah, for sure, yeah. Now there have been a few cover versions of this song. Um, Nina Simone, interestingly enough, covered it. You can find that on. Um, on on YouTube, if you, I mean, if you imagine what Nina Simone's voice would sound like singing over a, a slightly slower version of this song, that is pretty much what that song is. Um, and you, you said know, it, it was a shelved. You told me it, they didn't. Yeah, know. it was. I mean, it was going to be on an album, but I think Nina Simone was close to the end, and you know, by the time by the time everything was finished, she like that final album was never really released properly. Okay. Um, and then she died, and so you know, it was kind of abandoned basically. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting that she kind of got on to covering it so quickly mm. because it was only like a, a year or so after after Sun and Times yeah, came yeah. out that she did that version. Well, I know the Chaka Khan yeah. version, which is not as good as the Prince one, of course, you know, because <laughs> even though I love Chaka Khan, especially what she did with Rufus, you know, in the first part of her career earlier on, I feel like it's yeah. much more um, like a studio version, much more cold and not uh, not, not as uh, much more generic. Yeah, and there's a there's a version by the Scottish band Simple Minds. Um, who had a few hits 
Right. Uh, in particular, Don't You Forget About Me. Yes. Um, from The Breakfast Club. And I, I think they've, I mean, it's it's kind of a bit more kind of, um, I don't know, if you know Simple Minds, they have this very kind of specific sound, this kind of very open, wide kind of... New wave, like uh, open, wide, new, yeah. Yeah, kind of a very, you know, this... Like Tears for Fears, Z. Yes, yeah, that kind Yeah. That kind of that kind yeah. of feel. And it, that's, that's kind of what it is. And, you know, Muse, uh, they also did a cover of it, I think a couple of years before Prince died. And, you know, if you know what Muse sounds like, it pretty much sounds like them doing a version okay. of some of the times. I mean, it's it's not terrible, but at the same time, I'm not the hugest fan of, of that guy's vocals. So It's difficult um, to go after Prince, especially with that song. Yeah, and I feel as well the production of it is the thing that makes it, you know, that's the kind of the structuring of it, the kind of the gradual build, you know, that, that, that like beautiful kind of guitar. Yes. You know, everything of it is so kind of perfectly built that I don't think you can kind of cover it. His, uh, his imprint is uh, all, all over the song, yeah. Definitely, his soul is in there. Yeah. And there is a singer called Stephen Wilson who does this song live quite regularly, um, and it's a bit of a he does it as kind of a bit of a bombastic kind of rocky song. Okay. Um, he still kind of keeps like he has live drums, so obviously it doesn't really sound the same, but he has the same kind of drum pattern. Uh, you know, the Nina Simone one is is interesting to listen to simply because you know she's if always you think interesting. Of Nina Simone, yeah. yeah, you like her voice is is so interesting, and she yeah. really kind of. I mean, you know, she slows it down a bit, and but it's still, you know, that she kind of. I feel like her voice really fits the idea of a kind of political song, so it really kind of works with the lyrics. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, none of them are as good as the Prince version. I mean, for I, sure. Yeah. I, I I don't just think it's just because it's Prince, but also because the way that Prince did the song was so kind of very specific, um, and like you say, it it doesn't sound dated. This is the thing, you know, like. Um, even though he's using a sampler, he's using a sampler that's only playing sampled. Uh, the samples are only live instruments, so he's only essentially doing it for convenience to be able to, you know, yeah. not have to set up a drum kit or whatever. So it's it sounds like you know still very fresh, it's even thirty timeless, years yeah. old. Totally timeless. Yeah. Easily one of my favorite Prince songs. Great. I'm um, glad to. I, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> Uh, so, is there anything else that you want to say about Sign of the Times? No, no. It, um, uh, I was very interested because I learned a lot of things thanks to you again. And bravo for all your research. Sorry for calling you Chris Gaines <laughs> at the beginning of the show, <laughs> Darren. And uh, no, but I, I'm looking forward to do the, some B sides with you. Actually, I didn't know you were going to go into them. And uh, oh, and we'll. I mean, we'll definitely get into those next year. Cool. Um, awesome. So. Uh, if there's nothing else to say about this song, then let's uh, go to plugs. Do you have anything you wish to plug? Uh, no, I mean, you can always check my movie, Bipolar. It's like a modern-day version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Not much to do with the disease itself, more like an allegory and like a, a found footage, footage version, you know. And also another movie called The Pharmacist, which is a, a, a subpar version of a Silence of the Lamb, French style with a lot of uh, French actors in it. Great. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure where you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Jean. Thank you very much, Darren, and I'm looking forward uh, to talking to you again soon. Huh? And otherwise, goodbye. I am with you. You are with me.